Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. The journey from the ruins of Honey Hollow has been long, and the temperature has only dropped the farther south you travel into the winter band. The sun never rises. Occasionally, the cloud cover breaks enough to let in light from the stars above. Considering your recent experience with the looming tomb, it's hard not to imagine those small openings as eyes peering down at you from unknown distances. You don't know how long it will be until they arrive. You don't know what they want. And you don't really even know what they are. The only member of the party who might be able to help is Rystos, but he needs more time to pore over his book of divine rules for any clues. After passing Garion's village and the road to the Sourleaf River, it is a long time before you come across anyone on the road. People still travel through here, but not with the same regularity as before. Now and again, you can spot some litter on the side of the road, and even some tracks in the snow on either side. Above, the frozen ocean branch streaks across the sky. It's hard to tell if it's the wind and the ice alone creaking, or if something could be up there. Despite having warm enough clothing, most of your traveling companions have not been this far south. The unending darkness and the isolation are starting to wear on them, especially the younger members. So when the city finally comes into view, the moment is met with celebration bordering on victory. You're still a few hours out, but everyone, except for Olwan, is energized at the sight of the stone tulip bud jutting out of the snow. Unlike when you first visited, the tulip bud gives off a yellow and green glow now. And as you get near to the city, you can tell that the light is from the edges of the tulip, like an outline. Before we get any closer, is there anything people would like to do first? This is your last chance to have any private conversations, private planning, prep, before you meet the guards at the entrance, presumably. Last minute prayers, last chance to run away. 
anything at all. Um, I, Finnegan, takes a moment as we're kind of mm, this close and kind of pulls Cyril over to the side and gets her on the harness because we're going into town mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. want to make sure she's not massively threatening when we don't need her to be. That just shrinks her down to medium size, right? She already is medium. So that just shrinks her down to small size, right? Mm-hmm. She's about the size of a very large house cat now. <laughs> so Finnegan gets Cyril into the shrinking harness. Smaller Drake. Still very noticeable, but nowhere near as threatening. Anybody else? I mean, I guess we're at the point where we would have like already gone over everything with everyone, so... Mm-hmm. This might be the point where uh, we're Asturias, newest member of the group. It's like, so remind me again. Just to be clear, she is in her Tamani form. It's much warmer. So remind me again, we're going into Earl to take out Earl Earl, who's not really Earl Earl. He's actually a bunch of Earls but also changelings, and they can't change back. Am I, that, am I right? Is there... That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, the real Earl Earl is actually already dead. I, but uh, based on my understanding of what I've heard, if I could get into the laboratory where this was put together, I might be able to see if I could do something to reverse it. I mean, that is the, that's the primary goal, right? Is trying to reverse what's happened to them but mm-hmm. as a dm note you may remember perla's workshop this is where perla and earl worked together on this effort there may have been a bit of fire in there um, i am remembering that now yes 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 however it's also been five years and the remaining earls probably would have you know reinvigorated the lab Lab 2.0. That is is a concern. Because, yeah, it's not like they were just sitting around waiting to be saved. They continued to Earl on. So, is there a lab where you could maybe do some magical work? Probably. Okay, back to it. Asturias says, okay, so the real Earl is dead. These these are all just copies of Earl then. Um, Look, whatever we just saw... Back there in Honey Hollow seems a little bit more important than this, if you'll pardon me, but why do we need to do it? Why is this on us? Oh, well, there, there's a question. So, um, technically, <laughs> it doesn't actually have anything to do with you personally. We, uh, we owe a debt to a friend, and this is part of it. We left unfinished business here. All right, unfinished business. That I can understand. Okay. Uh, hmm. Well, I guess that does raise a good question then. Who all are you bringing in there with you to take down the Earls? She looks around and there's quite a varied group of people here. You've got children. You've got the elderly. You've got a cool grip of Tamani. You've got mm-hmm. Armor Man. Yeah, you've got a little fiend. You know, you really think they're just going to let in? What? Counting heads here. You know, if we're all in Tamani, wait, are they cool with Tamani here? Do they know? They, they let us just walk around like this? I'm just... You know something? I have, I have no idea. 
but I'm willing to fight him about it. <laughs> you want to fight about it? <laughs> Look, I don't much care what people think, obviously, but if your goal is to get down to the bottom floor and take out the Earls, it's not going to do as much good to get into a fight up at the top, right? That is true. I mean, yeah. If you're trying to be smart about it. I mean, if we're hunting these <laughs> Earls, pardon the terminology, it's just what I know. It's what I do. If we're hunting them, isn't part of it going to be like sneaking up on them? Or are we just waltzing in? Just shouting it from the top floor all the way down. I mean, usually that's kind of what we do. So. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's the MO. I mean. Uh, she paw, like face in paw right now. Just. <laughs> I, yeah, we're not smart about stuff like that. <laughs> ever. So. <laughs> Risto silently nodding in the background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Harlan sidles up a little bit. Well, you are a a, a a god, so just mandate it. Maybe they they will listen. You know. Um, I mean, proclamation. Every- yes, I could. No one's obligated to follow me, however, and especially if these are changelings who think they are elves, they might not look on me too kindly. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, Ar- Sorry, Arnest. Just a thought. Just a thought. I appreciate the thought. And frankly, all opinions are welcome here and ideas because to be honest with you, I mean, I was basically going to just start blasting. Blast our way down. <laughs> so anyway, started blasting. <laughs> It's just continuously in my head. It was the first thing I thought of, too. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, I have okay. no plan. I use... I basically just use, like, charm and vicious mockery to get stuff done. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't let me do it by charming them gets mocked until their brains hurt. <laughs> right. Or Darwin just stabs them and punches them. Like, that's kind of what we do. Okay, okay. Asturias is like, okay, I think I have a bit better of an understanding of... Yeah. Uh-huh. Can't believe we lost to you. Um, no, 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 she doesn't say that. Um, she might think it for a moment, but she doesn't say it out loud. Okay. And she turns to Sam and Caroline, like, are you all going to be, you know... Mm-hmm. Tamani for when we go in. Um, Carolina is not mostly because it lets her snoop around better when she's separate. She'd be like that. And Sam is not because uh, he wants to go and be like personable and like hang out with folks. Provided there's time for that, of course. You know. He'll help if you want him to help. But if not, you know, he's, he's going to do his traveler man thing. He's going to go out and he's going to talk and he's going to get <laughs> intel that way. And Sam's going to Sam. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Anything else people would like to do before we get closer to the city? Once we move on from this, we're getting into things. Um, yeah, I think we're good. I don't think so. I think I think we're good. I hear planning for wusses. Darwin, all good? Yeah, I think we're good. 
Okay, okay. Moving on. As you travel closer to the city, and the stone tulip rises above you, lights shining, about 45 minutes away from the entrance, Sam slows down a little bit, because up ahead, there is another wagon, and it is stuck in a broken section of the boards in the road. As you may recall, since this road is just on snow, there are large beams and slats of wood laid perpendicularly to the road to help wagons travel, to help people travel. One of these beams is broken, and a wagon's got their wheel stuck in there. And outside of the wagon, you can see two people. There is a, a human woman there, and there is an ogre male there. He's small for an ogre, but definitely very large compared to her. Both of them are wearing some sort of uniform. And as you get closer, you can see that this wagon is very nice. It's very fine. In fact, you may remember seeing a similar one the last time you came into the city. It's a prison transport wagon. So the rear of it is all boarded, locked, shut. And Sam looks back at everybody just to kind of get a temperature like, you know, do we stop and help out? Or should we just carry on? Is anybody leaning one way or the other just yet? Crazy transport. Um, I honestly don't know what to do. Okay. <laughs> uh, in which case, I, I, will, I will give you one little bit more of information. Sam slows the wagons down a little. The horses are still at moving forward. Still a steady pace. But it's more just like walking speed now. These two guards... They definitely take note of your horses with their bone wings still attached because you never did anything about that. They give Sam an eye. They're paying attention to all of you, but they're not really leaving their wagon. And as you pull up alongside of it, there's, there's something different about this prison transport compared to the last time you saw one. On the side, an elven script graffiti, kind of. It's just in that style. Not like a simple tag, but like, Almost the kind of graffiti you would pay someone to put on the side of your business. A little bit more like that. And on the side, there are three letters. E-D-U. In fancy elven graffiti type script. The ogre continues to try to like, ugh, try to move the wagon out of its rut. Not having any luck at the moment. The female sees you coming by and like, hey, uh, hello, uh, hello. I don't suppose... Any of you would be able to give us a hand here. We're stuck, you know, just right outside the city. Be nice to get inside, get a good warm meal, good hot drink. I, uh, I perk up at the question and go, what's E-D-U? Oh, you must, uh, must not be from around here then, huh? Uh, Spinks. She motions over to the ogre. You want to tell these nice folks... What EDU stands for. What it, what it is. He takes a break for a moment. <sighs> Wipes brow at the back of his hand. Uh, we're the... Uh, <clears throat> uh, he like straightens himself up a little bit as if he's trying to remember like a passage from a handbook and recite <laughs> it for you all. You can tell he's not super mentally quick, but you know, he, he remembers some things. And he does his best to remember them, so he's going to try to recite it and like be, be a little bit proud about it, whether or not he gets it right. E.D.U. protects the city of Earl and maintains 
the Earl's orders and proc- proclamations for the benefit of the city. Yeah. I just want to give him a cookie. And she gives him a little smile. Thank you, Spinks. Good job. My name's Hanslow. We're from Earl. She motions back to the giant stone tulip, the only city in sight. Just making our way back into the city. Really appreciate a hand. So just so I'm clear, EDU is Earl Defense Unit, something like that? <laughs> Hanslow laughs. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Spring's like, no, 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 it's, uh, are you going to repeat the thing over again? No, 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 he's not. He's going to actually like say what it is. He was like, oh, what's the mission of the EDU? What do we do? And I was like, oh, oh, page one, page one. EDU is. (laughs) Oh, got it, got it, got it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, No, um, I hate you a little bit, Shannon, for thinking up a cooler one. Than I did, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's the first thing that came into my head. Well, that makes sense because that's something a city might actually have. Oh, oh dear. And maybe at some point there was an Earl Defense Unit, and that's why it originally was EDU. But no, no. Um, EDU is named after the founding. Authority of the body, Earl Duchess Ulwan. I, th- yeah, they guide and order the EDU. Mm-hmm. What? Hanslow steps in. <laughs> Again, you're not from around here. I apologize. I, yeah. No, 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 no. The, it's, not even, f- it's not even that. I know who Earl, Duchess, and Olwan are. I, I'm, I'm clear on that. Olwan's doing his best right now to, like, shrink down <laughs> in the wagon so nobody can see him. He's just like, oh, Somebody no. throw a blanket on him. It's fine. <laughs> um, I, it, I, I know who that is. I'm just... What? Well, if you know who they are, what's the question? Look I, out for the good of all the earls, the duchesses, and the Olwans on behalf of Earl, Duchess, and Olwan. So, oh, there's your answer. Oh, and who are we transporting today? There's like a beat. They look at each other, and then they say in unison, "Tax evaders." Tax evaders. We can't see into this cart at all, can we? No, completely boarded up. Can I roll an insight check on tax evaders? Oh, of course you can. Oh, shit. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Let's see if they're being honest with you or not. (laughs) Go for it. Survey says no. Uh, Anybody can roll insight if you want. Survey says probably not. Are we going to figure that out, though? Remains to be seen. (laughs) Your insight checks baffle me sometimes. I got a 21. Holy hell. Mm. Oh, hey. Yeah. And anybody else roll? Ooh. Win. I got a 23. I, I did not grow well. I got a 14. Okay. We'll call that a gentleman's 14. A gentleman's 14. I thought we saved our gentleman's for under 10. Usually, <laughs> exactly. yes. Exactly. But in this case, we were both over 20. So 
That doesn't don't don't belittle spread, Darwin's role like that. It's not like he's believing them. That's fair. <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> I think if anything, Darwin, it's just like I don't know if I should trust cops. <laughs> cops. It's usually a <laughs> usually a wise decision. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Finnegan and Arnis, both over 20. Spinks. Spinks says tax evaders. You can tell, especially after your brief interactions with him before, like he is reciting something. Like, this is the answer to the question. Hanslow is a little bit more sly about it. <laughs> but yeah, you can tell, like, this is the answer because this is the answer when people ask, Who are you transporting? Tax evaders. It's not a sexy crime. Nobody wants to, like, haul him out and beat him for tax evasion. It's not like you murdered my horse or, you know, you robbed a bank. There's no curiosity about it. It's just eh, tax evasion. But could it secretly be Al Capone in there? You know, maybe. Mm -hmm. But they play it down. It's the non sexy crime. It's a safe answer. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do anything with that insight roll? Uh, I look earnest. I just say, you point in that. Nope. Why? Loud enough for them to hear you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. That was a show for their benefit. Okay, okay. Hanslow says, well, you don't have to believe us. Just a moment. Let me... Let me go up front. Let me grab the paperwork from Earl. Uh, so she's going to turn. She's going to head towards the front of the wagon. She's going to go grab some paperwork. Leaving all of you here with Spinks, who just kind of stands there, hand on the wagon. Like, a, I got to get back to pushing this soon. Are you going to help? In fact, he's not a bright guy. I'm going to... There are horses drawing this wagon, right? Of course, yes. Yeah, I'm going to wander over and begin to pet one of the horses. Okay, just a moment. <laughs> um, I, I, I forgot. Silly me. Forgot. That Finnegan likes to talk to animals. Yep. <laughs> Can't put an animal out front anywhere. Better have a name for that thing. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. So Finnegan, as you wander up to the front of the wagon, you can hear Spinks back there saying... Uh, you don't have to always believe the guards of the EDU, but we are on official royal business and should be allowed to do as such. And you're like, boof, boof, pats on the bat of the wagon. Finian, as you get up front, Hanslow is doing as she said. She's hopped up to the front and she's looking through a pack for some paperwork. Uh, up front, there are two horses. Both of them are brown. The one on the left has like the little white socks going on. The one on the right has little black socks going on. Hanslow sees and says, Just a minute, sir. I gotta find it here. We'll be right with you. Just. Thank yeah. you, time. I'm just gonna. Uh, these are a pair of magnificent animals. Oh, yeah. Uh, are they. Oh. Did not mean to interrupt you. I just was gonna ask. They, do they seem to be like they're well taken care of? Yeah, they look healthy. Okay. There's no, like, whip marks or anything like that. They're not emaciated. You know, these are animals in service of the city. They get taken care of very well. Oh, yeah, 
great steeds. Uh, love them. Can't get enough of them. You fan of horses? Oh, yeah. I've, uh, I've talked to a few of them over the years. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That was really nice talking to horses. They don't tell your secrets. Oh, that's what you think, my friend. <laughs> if you know how to speak with them, they'll tell you everything you want to hear. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. She's still, like, head down in this bag, giving you, like, a side glance every once in a while just to see, like, if you're up to anything. Like, this person pulling a weapon, trying to no, jump no, no, me, no. trying to steal a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I am, however, going to use one of my uh, daily uses of speak with animals right now. Mm-hmm. How long does it take you to do that? That's just a action, right? Uh, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a, for me in this situation, I believe it's the equivalent of a cantrip. Yep. Okay. Should I flavor what this looks like yet? Also, yeah, does it look like you're performing magic? I have not flavored what this looks like. Okay. It's like an innate magic thing, but uh, it is a casting of it. So let's look at what is required to cast it, and we'll go based off of that. If you want to jump to the others and I'll work this out, do, do, do that. Okay, okay. So, Darwin and Arnis. Finnegan has meandered up front to go speak with Hanslow and perhaps a pair of horses. Sphinx is back there fumbling, yet proudly reciting from whatever handbook he had to learn in order to become a guard and get this duty. The wagon remains stuck. I think it's safe to say at this point, the wa- your wagons have stopped as well. Everybody else is just kind of like peering out, seeing what's going on, except for Olwan. Sam's doing his best to be ready for whatever. Uh, anything either of you would like to do? When, oh, what was the last thing that Spink said? He said something about, like, orders from Earl, or like, something like that. Yeah, like, you know, you don't always have to uh, believe the guards, but they are acting on royal authority. Um, right, royal authority, it, that's what he said, okay. Some, yeah, to that effect. Um, yeah, yeah. And they should be allowed to do so. You know, for the good of Earl and its citizens. Right. Okay. Royal authority? Still think the crown's in charge? Ooh, he pauses for a moment because like, oh, this isn't in the handbook. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, he's like trying to remember an appendix or something. He's getting it wrong, clearly. The, 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 the ED, the, the EDU, um, Gets its orders from Earl. 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 Too many Earls. Um, Earl. <laughs> who's in charge of the city and is in charge uh, and is royal. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't, don't hurt yourself, kid. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it, it's all right. I, I understand. And he, like, taps his chest for just for a moment, like, Sphinx is fine. No. He doesn't say his own name. I'm, I'm fine. Not hurt. Oh, okay, 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 thank you. And I just kind of, like, stand there and wait for Hanslow to come back. Okay. Darvin, anything you would like to do? I mean, you have a conversation with Sphinx. You can try to help them. Uh, you can try to hurt them. You can burn the wagon down. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh. Burn it down. There are probably people in there. <laughs> Please realize what a crime that would be. Well, that's less tempting then. I'm aware. We're trying to figure out who that is. 
No, I think for now I'm just going to wait and see what happens. Okay. Up front, Finnegan, while you're preparing to speak with these horses, Hanslow has definitely slowed down her search for this paperwork to keep an eye on you. And you cast Speak with Animals. Yes, and what this looks like is I actually did already figure it out. I just had to find it. Oh, good. I'm kind of like as I'm petting him, I take a moment, I stop, and I cover my mouth with cover my mouth with both hands. And then I kind of open my hands towards the horse. And as I do it, I say the the words of power, right? Which are uh, animalis linguia, um, which mm. is speak with animals in Latin. <laughs> Keep it simple. In draconic, you mean? Draconic, yes. <laughs> draconic, which, yes, is completely made up language and has nothing at all, anything realistic or like at all a real language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as that magic settles and I'm... Petting the horse, I, I say, uh, what is your name, beautiful creature? Which one are you addressing? The one on the left with the white socks or the one on the right with the black socks? The white socks. The white oh. socks. The one on the left. The quick question. When you speak to the animals, you're just speaking in like common or is this draconic yeah. or what? Yeah, I, I would do it in common. Okay. Let me just take a quick look and speak with the animals. Let's see, knowledge and awareness is limited by their intelligence. They can give you information about nearby locations, monsters, including whatever they can perceive or have perceived within the past day. And you might also be able to persuade a beast to perform a small favor for you at the DM's discretion. Okay. Just want to make sure. Uh, the horse responds back with a little... <laughs> <laughs> and he says, they called me Brass. All right, uh... Brass, you seem to be quite stuck, friend. What is it that you're hauling today? I'm fine. The wagon is stuck. Why, indeed. We have people. Other people. Why, did they, uh, did they look like me? Or were they, uh, were they shorter, taller? Oh, do you have a lot of them? Sorry, I gotta, I gotta look up the intelligence of a horse now. I just gotta see how smart that. Ooh, int of two. No offense to horses out there. Int of <laughs> two. <laughs> um, but yeah, military horse or cop horse, police horse. So maybe they're a little bit smarter than the average horse. The yogi bear of horses. <laughs> hmm. Sorry, Finnegan. Please remind me. What color is Finnegan? Blue? No, 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 red. no, no. Uh, red. Red. It's a dark, like, copper red. Sorry. Cyril is blue. Finnegan yes. is red. Yes. Or brick red. I can never remember. Mm-hmm. But reddish. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not red like you. Um, three or four of them. I can't remember. Three or four. Three or four. Something like that. They don't always let us peek in the back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, but uh, you uh, seem like a wise creature, you know, and, and, and you probably hear a lot, don't you? I hear fairly well. Did you hear tell at all about what uh, what they did to be uh, warranted being torn around by you in this situation? Hmm. Well, you know, they don't tell us everything. It's mostly pull the cart, go out, come back, faster, slower, stop. And how far did you go to find these? Ah, okay, that, that is definitely some horse knowledge there. Hmm. 
We've been out for a few weeks, I think. Oh, weeks? Yes. It's quite a journey. And uh, do you go to this location often that you went to? At this point, Hanslow is <laughs> looking at you like with a bit more intent. Like, okay, something is happening here. She grabs the pack and just kind of like folds the top over it. Throws over her shoulder before she could find those papers. And now she's just, she's just looking at you. Brass says, Ooh. Few times a year. I'm going to, I don't keep anything that would feed a horse on me, but I'm going to reach down and find a good patch of like clean snow and dig it up and hold it up and offer it to him. He's like, Oi, Brass, you're a good boy. Thank you for all your help. Like offering him some, it's, it's like offering a cup of water to him being the kind of more of a gesture than anything else. <laughs> you saved him the trouble of bending his neck down. I got nothing else, buddy. <laughs> Roll animal handling with disadvantage, please. With disadvantage? Oh, snow? Sure. Snow? It's Come on. Give me a second. I got to flip to the proper page. Hmm. <laughs> Animal handling is what you do, so it's not necessarily just going to like headbutt you, but. Holy shit, this roll. <laughs> Sorry, With Scott. disadvantage, I rolled a 19 and a 20. <laughs> so and my a good bonus gift. is 7, so that's 26. <laughs> <sighs> okay. <Suck> okay. <laughs> He didn't know he was thirsty. Well, it's like, oh, we are stopped. Might as well. <laughs> you can see it's starting to melt a little bit in your hands. And brings his snout like right down to your hands and stops. And just like breathes heavily on it a few times. It doesn't melt it all the way. You know, of course, you know, not fire breath in this horse or anything fancy. But like it melts a little bit more and just like slowly. It out of your hands, <laughs> and as he does it, I'm just I'm petting him. He's just like treating him like the good boy he is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hanslow is looking at you, and as you take this brief break from your conversation, so what did old Brass have to say? And at this, I say uh, loud enough for everyone to hear. I think that's something I should share with uh, the entire group. Let's head back to my companions. I mean, that's like, you know, 10, 15 feet over there. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, it, I know. Okay. <laughs> like, if you're worried about being alone with her, like, you're not. Oh, no, no. But, I, know. Okay. I just want to have to say, you know, have a max volume conversation right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's do that. She gets up and she, she pets brass a little bit, too, and pulls out of the bag, like, an actual little horse treat. And he's like, mm, he like just barely grabs onto the corner of it and just like slowly chewing on it. Like I was enjoying some nice snow. <laughs> but yeah, this was. is good too. Yeah, he was. <laughs> uh, as I get back to the group, I, I take a knee right down next to Cyril. And uh, as I'm speaking, I'm uh, taking the harness off of her. Okay. Because I'm, I'm foreseeing this is going to get violent. And I'm uh, saying, uh, Oi, Arnis, could you tell me? I'm just very curious. Why do you think a couple of guards 
from Earl would be traveling weeks away to find a couple of tax evaders. I'm sorry, what? Well, you see a, a little birdie, or, or more likely actually a horse, told me. <laughs> you hear brass like, I'm no bird. <laughs> I'm a horse. Your <laughs> uh, hey, horses might be birds, uh, but mine aren't. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Your horses might be birds, but I'm not. <laughs> oh, Brass up there. He's a lovely, kind horse who was telling me uh, that they've been out traveling for uh, for weeks, and they make this trip to get these tax evaders uh, a few times every year. It seems uh, odd that these tax evaders would go to the same location every year when they flayed. Hanslow, I'm going to ask you this question one time. It would be in your interest to not lie to me. Are there changelings in that wagon? Um, I have a feeling this is an intimidation role here. But oh, yeah. You want it to be something else. Oh, it's not persuasion. <laughs> it's intimidation. I get the information. Arnis uses the information. Yeah, Our well. <laughs> okay. Okay. See how the roll goes. <laughs> Go ahead and roll yourself some intimidation. Ooh. 13. <laughs> You're not very intimidating. Well, I mean, I have a plus seven bonus, but I rolled a six. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, you just look like a bard in some I heavy do. clothes. I do. I wear tight pants. It's not intimidating. Even in the cold? Are they just thicker, but still just as tight? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the answer really should be no. Really what I think it is, yes. it's just a very luxurious large coat over the regular clothes. It just keeps you warm, but you could open it up and be like, bam, tight pants. I don't know if RNS has had a chance to get a luxurious coat, but... I don't, yeah, I don't know about that. You could try. You could try if you want giant fur coat. The problem with the giant fur coat is I got to feature the tight pants. That's the problem. And I can't do that in a, a big slit in the side. <laughs> okay, anyways, we are off track here. You're trying to intimidate a pair of guards. Oh, and I'm sorry. Trying? I think I'm failing at intimidating a pair of guards. This is what you're you still mean. trying. <laughs> you're, just, you're not very intimidating. No, I try. Right now, Finnegan with the Drake, who's getting bigger. Darvin, are you out of the wagon at this point? Yes. Okay. And Darvin with his leg sword, much more intimidating than you, RNS. Just some wandering minstrel. I should have made Darwin back me up. I didn't do that. That's fine. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's fine. Sphinx interjects. The EDU has permission to patrol all of the lands under the care of Earl. Earl. Even if that does take some travel. Prisoner identities are confidential. Um, and he like mm, squares himself up a little bit, stands up tall. You can't see it, but he's flexing under his armor because he got <laughs> something right. And Hanslow takes a couple of steps back along the side of the wagon, the side that you're on. You can still see her. Uh, anybody else? Have we heard any sounds from the wagon at this point? 
you know, roll perception. Thank you. Can we all I don't want to off the bat say no. Yeah, anybody can roll perception here. I don't want to mm-hmm. say no right off the bat, just because maybe, you know, they've been stuck and now they're hearing voices outside, whoever's inside. So maybe they see that as a chance to say something. Maybe they see that as a time to be quiet. We'll see. I got an 18. Arnis or Darwin? I got a nine. <laughs> Arnis? 26. Whew. Mm-hmm. Better at that than intimidation. Actually, it's the same bonus. I just rolled better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Darvin, you can't hear because you get a little distracted by Ristos peeking out from the nearby wagon and like tapping you on the shoulder. Hey, Darvin, are you sure this is a good idea? The city's right there. We could just let them go and save them later. Whoever's in there. Finnegan, you aren't distracted by Ristos, but you can't tell if you're hearing anything from inside. Arnis, you do hear movement, like shuffling. Nobody's pounding on the walls, screaming, let me out, let me out. But there is motion in there. You can hear like a couple little like clinks of chain. Okay. There's people. Mm-hmm. Before we move on, Darvin, Darvin, do you want to respond to Ristos at all? Mm, not really. All right. Anybody can, anybody can act here. We're not in initiative or anything yet. It's just, what are you doing? Stock answer from that guy, which I expected. And Hanslo didn't say anything, just backed up. Mm-hmm. Just a few steps. Oh. Still looking at you. Hasn't turned her back to you. Well, okay. I mean, if you're not going to answer, or you're going to give me the answer out of the handbook, um... You mind if I just take a look and I just start walking toward the back of the wagon where I'm assuming there's some sort of like barred windows. The back does indeed have bars and it does have a little window, which is currently shut, you know, like a little wooden and mm. metal bound kind of little door there. But Sphinx just moves and stands up even straighter right in between you and it. <clears throat> Confidential, sir. Puts his hand out like a traffic cop. Boy, this is a whole lot of security for a couple of tax evaders. We have to get them safely back to Earl. How much tax are they evading to be warranted in such a large distance and such a cost to go get them? Um, the cost of maintaining law and order in Earl shall is... Don't hurt yourself, son. It's all right. It doesn't matter. Hanslow, do you want to take a stab at it? Yes, I'd love to hear your attempt at Deloy. Hmm? Oh, uh, well, the particulars of anybody's crime are nobody's business. Well, yes, except between them and the, uh, and the people who they've crimed against. And then I say, full volume, Oi, you in there, are you truly tax evaders? Why are you in that wagon? Finnegan, please roll some persuasion. Dang. If people are in there and can hear you, they have to weigh answering you against, you know, who currently holds the keys. The 17. Ooh. I rolled high and have no bonus. Yeah. That's a Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In which case, yeah, you hear a pair of voices. One says yes, one says no, and then you just hear a shh. Boy, and do you know what happens to changelings who enter Earl? 
There's a reason they brought you against your free will, friends. Spink says, Sir, I have to ask you to step away from the wagon. Please return to your... Make me, son. (laughs) Is he hesitating? He's Uh, hesitating, uh, right? I'm hesitating. Scott is hesitating. (laughs) Okay, Uh, because my next move, if he is hesitating, my next move is to say, how about this? Let me make it simple for you. You open the back of that wagon, and my friend over here, pointing to Darwin, doesn't punch you really hard in the face. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Perfectly timed as always, Darwin. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (sighs) Roll intimidation again. Arnis or Finnegan, or both of you. Yeah, both of you. Both of you roll intimidation. Oh, it's a 17 on the die. Let's see what my bonus is. Oh, man, that's even worse than the last time I tried to roll. (laughs) Bonus is also zero there. 17. All right, Arnis? I got a 12. (laughs) I'm sucking at the intimidation today. All right, this might be the last thing that happens before we get into initiative. So, Arnis, when you say that, Sphinx takes a big step forward right up to you. Takes a big step forward right up to you. Ed takes his hands, grabs you around either arm, just around the shoulders, lifts you up, and begins walking you back to your wagon. No more interfering with do law process. And he's like, just moving to like, put you back physically into the wagon. Now, if people want to deescalate, we can, or what's Arnis? He's doing that too, right? I was gonna say, if people want to deescalate, we can try. If this is escalate, uh, we'll need initiatives. (laughs) Do people want to not have a fight? No, as he is is putting me in the wagon, and I let him do it, I'm not going to stop him from putting me in the wagon. I can do just as well at a distance. It's fine. (laughs) He can put me back there. (laughs) I just like, I like keep around him, kind of like lean awkwardly as he's holding me and just go, Darvin, get her. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Everybody roll initiative. This is the silliest fight already. This is such a fight that didn't have to be a fight. (laughs) If I had rolled better intimidation, I would have gotten out of it. (sighs) I got an 11. Same. Ooh. Nice. My bonus is one, though, so I assume yours is better than mine. Mine is six. Five, sorry. Five. Mm-hmm. Arnis. You all win. I got a nine. <laughs> Man, nobody wants to be in this fight right now. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just rolled initiative for Hansel separate from Sphinx, and uh, she crit failed. Which mm-hmm. works perfectly, actually. Um, And Scott, we never rolled divine. Oh, we didn't, because chart. I didn't know if we were going to start some shit today. Yeah. Um, Please. We're really not going to start some shit. I don't know. I thought we'd have a nice, like, let's get through the city bit before we got into any action. But okay. Okay. Thank I, you for the reminder, Arnis. So, yep. Arnis and Darvin, please roll for your divine charges. Arnis, also roll for your rebellious charges. Yeah. So, for divine charges, I rolled an eight. So, I've got ten. 
I got three. And then what do I roll for rebellious? Is it still that D6? Yeah, D6 plus one. And of course I rolled a six. So you've got seven. Good. <laughs> he can really F my day now. This is bad. It's a good time. Shit's, Shit's about times. to get wild. <laughs> All right. So Darwin, with the highest initiative of 11. Spinks has lifted Arnus up just around the shoulders and is walking him to the rear of the second wagon and is just going to get ready to chuck him in. He's right about back there. What do you want to do? I guess I'm going to follow Arnus's heed or heed his suggestion and attack. Okay. Seems like the thing to do. Sure does. So first with the leg sword. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I got a 13. Oh, that is not going to hit, Darwin. Okay. Then follow up with a punch. You get two on... leg sword attacks if you want, remember. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Attack. Sorry, I forgot. No, that's okay. I don't want you to miss out because you forgot. Okay, that's a little higher. That's a 26. Ooh, just a little bit higher. So the first one, you swung a little wide, didn't want to hit Arnus. Then you readjust yourself, strike true. Roll your damage. That will do 13. Ooh. He grunts at it. And then punch time? Punch time. One or two punches. Uh, just one. Mm -hmm. Got a 29. Jeez. Punching Sphinx is like punching a big slab of meat. Wait, I can't do math, actually. It's just a 19. Sorry. (laughs) I thought that was a little high for your attack bonus, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) We're, like, level 15 now, right? Or are we 14? Fuck me. I don't remember. I mean, it seemed high, but we're high level, so. 15. A 19 will still hit. Nice. Um, 7 damage. Okay, okay. He's not dropping Arnis yet, because he's focused on put this person back in their wagon. It's time for them to go. Then he's going to deal with you. But first, Finnegan. Mm-hmm. I am going to use my action to... Hmm. Is there anybody within attack range of me? That's my first question. Absolutely. We're, we're in the middle of the road here. Like, nobody's gotten okay. far away. No, no, so, I'm sorry. Within, like, melee range. So that if because oh. my, my question is like, if I were to move him, oh, I, oh. am I going no, to no, incur no. an opportunity uh, attack? Hansel's been backing up along the side of the wagon, and Spinks moved to the back of your second wagon, so you've got some space. Cool. I'm going to move kind of laterally about half my move with the intention of being able to like move away from the melee, but also still be able to target Hanslow. Okay. Okay. And then I am going to hit Hanslow because I don't have really an intention to kill this guy. So I'm going to hit him with the, uh, her, her, sorry, her, my bad. I'm going to hit her with a ray of sickness. Hmm. Okay. Um, I just remember if that's a save or if that's a roll for me, I'm pulling it up right now. I had been thinking about something else and changed my mind. Um, make a range spell attack. Okay. That's not good. Oh, this is a first level spell. Neat. It's a 15 to hit. 15's gonna hit. Nice. 
And then she'll take, I'm going to roll the damage, which is 2d8 poison, and she needs to make a con save. Con save. <sighs> okay, give me that damage first while I find a die to save from poison. Six damage. What is the DC? 18. Ooh, uh, no, no, she failed. She is poisoned until the end of my next turn. Okay, and poisoned. Disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the end of your next turn. Oof, that's rough. That's rough. Okay. Anything else, Ben? Uh, yes, I'm going to command Cyril to uh, assist Darvin, and she is going to go and whack the dude that Darvin's whacking. Okay. So, Cyril's turn. Are we ready for Cyril's turn? Sorry. Uh, yes, that's it for Finnegan's turn. Okay. So, Cyril rushes over and is going to go try to tail slam Sphinx. Okay. And the first attack is going to be a 17 on the die. That'll hit. Okay, that's a D8 plus four. Six damage. Okay. For two. Nice. That's an 18 on the die. Nice. You're rolling with advantage, right? Because of Darwin? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Just making sure. 11 budgeting damage from the tail whap. Those are some good tail whacks. Nicely done, Cyril. And that is her turn. Okay. Aranus, you are still being manhandled by Spinks. He's holding you up by the arms. Yep. So if you need to play your loot right now, I don't think that's going to happen, because he's holding you by the arms. Oh. He's about to throw you into the back of the wagon on his turn, or you could try to wriggle out of it now. Or you could try to to kick him in the face. I don't know. Eh. Deal. I'm sure there's spells you can do without your loot, if you want. Vicious mockery comes to mind, but yeah, That's just because mockery is right in the name, and it's verbal. But whatever you want to do. Again, put Eldritch Blast in on top. That's smart. I know it's here. Um, yeah, I think that's what I'll do. So I look up at this pool, and I just, as bored and nonchalant as I can make it go, you don't, you don't really think this is going to work, do you? <laughs> that's the mock. And that, that's the mock. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Uh, what does he, he have? Layer some magic in that. <laughs> What's the DC on this Arnis? It's an, it's eighteen. And it's a wisdom saving throw. Ay ay ay. Well, that's a four on the die. So no. <laughs> it's gonna take three d four of psychic damage. Mm-hmm. And he's got disadvantage on his next turn. That's a pretty roll. Four damage. Okay. Well, remember, it's not about the damage. It's about the disadvantage. No, it is about the disadvantage. <laughs> okay. Anything else, Arnis? No. I continue to be carried. Okay. Well, it is finally his turn. Spinks, holding you, Arnis. As much as he wants to hit you back for mocking him, you're not the one who physically accosted him. So he's just going to, like, drop you in the back of the wagon there amongst the supplies and stuff. Let's say the kids are back there, and they scramble to the, to the front of the wagon to be as far away from you and the action as possible. And after dropping you down in there, Sphinx reaches to his side and grabs his club, and he's just going to try to backhand Darwin with it, with disadvantage, of course. Next attack roll, okay. 
So if he gets two attacks, only the first one is at disadvantage. Correct. Mm -hmm. All right, Darwin. Does a 17 hit? Yeah, it does. Just barely. Just barely. Um, This is going to hurt a little. He's a big guy. You're just getting hit with the club. Official police club, but it's still a club. 19 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then he's going to do it again. (laughs) Well, that's an 18 on the die. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, Another 18 bludgeoning damage, Darvin. Okay. And then after dropping Arnis and hitting you, Darvin, Spinx says, Assaulting a member of the EDU is a serious crime. You are under arrest, sirs. Come quietly. Nobody gets hurt more. Darvin, would you like to respond to him? Mm, tempting. He's, he's more than willing to throw you in the back of that wagon. No, I don't need to respond. Okay. Hans Lowe's turn. She is poisoned at the moment. So disadvantage on anything she would do. She's going to back up some more. She's going to use the she's going to use their wagon as a little bit of cover. She's going to kind of go around the corner of it. She's going to pull out a little hand crossbow. Finnegan, she's going to fire at you with this advantage. You just have to roll high to hit me. Oh, that's right. Your AC is like really low. What is your AC? It's 12. 12. You see you're peeking around the corner of the wagon with this hand crossbow. And she fires the shot and it sails. And it sails a little high over your head in all honesty. And she just says... I think you folks should be on your way now. And then Darwin, what do you want to do? Um, Unless you call for your friend's assistance here, they're not going to jump in. So far, it seems like things are pretty safe. I mean, people are getting hurt, but it's not like a bloodbath yet. I guess I'm going to keep attacking. Okay. You're not going to take Spink's offer to be arrested. Nah, that doesn't sound too good to me right now. <laughs> Very well. So, first attack with the leg sword. I got a 14. That's not going to hit. Second attempt. Ooh, a crit. Ooh. That good leg sword action there. Nobody arrests Darvin. Yeah. Okay, that's 21 damage. Yeah, that hurts a lot. Nice. And then a punch. Okay. Ooh, that's a 15. On the nose, buddy. Got him. Nice. These may be guards, but they're not like, you know, the guard. The royal guard, so. For 11 damage. Okay. I think between that slice and that punch, he is bleeding from the nose. A little coming out of the corner of his mouth there. Slashed up his armor and his winter wear pretty good. He's not not pleased with you whatsoever. Uh, Anything else, Darwin? No, that's my turn. Okay. Finnegan. Hanslow has taken some cover there behind the wagon, uh, and has just fired a shot that sailed wide. Okay. I'm going to do something wacky. Let's hear it. Since there's only two of them, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and cast Haste on myself. Huh. Wait. No, I forgot Haste is third level. I don't want to do that. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Wackiness retracted. Yes, definitely retracted. I'm going to keep it simple. 
I'm going to shoot a ray of frost at her. Okay. Yeah, checking my bonus. All right. That is a dirty 20. Oof. Even with cover, I don't think that's going to help her. So, yeah, Ray of Frost. I'm just checking damage. At this level, it is 3d8s. Okay. It's a 12 cold damage. Mm-hmm. And her speed is reduced by 10 feet. Okay. For anyone curious, three-quarters cover gives a plus five bonus to AC and deck saving throws. So a dirty 20 definitely hits. That would have brought her AC right up to 20. So, all right. Anything else, Finnegan? I'm going to take a knee. No, strategically, I'm going to lie down. Okay. Just in the road? Where are you doing this? In the snow. Yep. Just lying down in the snow. Are you going to jump off to the side of the road then? Yep. Okay. Because if she shoots at me while I'm prone, she has disadvantage. Mm hmm. What about Cyril? Cyril's going to continue to womp on our ogre friend. We'll find out. Uh, that's a crit. That's a hit. It's <laughs> a good tail. Of course, I roll shitty on damage. Eight damage. Mm. I mean, that's a solid hit. Hits him right in the back of the leg. And he stumbles. Just a moment. Catches himself. Uh, she's another tail yeah. attack, right? Number two. All right. It's a 14 or 24. I'm sorry. 24. <laughs> Math was wrong on that. What was the number on the die that you. It was a 15. Oh, it just didn't carry the one. It just did not carry that one. <laughs> I was going to say, if Cheryl has a minus one to attack rolls, uh, might be time to rotate her out. But okay. <laughs> 24. Definitely hits. That's a eight bludgeoning damage. In which case, I correct myself. The first one hit him in the back of the leg and he stumbles and he almost catches himself. And the second tail whap just wham right across the face and down he goes. He's out. Unless he. Yeah. Out cold. Not, not, mo- not moving for the kill shot on that one. Okay. I was going to say, unless Cyril really is trying to kill a cop here. Sorry, kill a guard here. Yeah, no. Okay. Anything else, Cyril? I think at that though, like she re- lets out a like, what I say, like a a deep toned like, not shriek, but like cry of triumph, like a roar of like I just knocked this guy out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so intimidating. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Sphinx is down. Arnis, what would you like to do? You've been dropped into the back of the wagon, and uh, yeah. Things have changed. Um, before I attack this lady, I I would like to give her one chance to not get knocked out. So I just want to shout, your friend is down. You give up. <laughs> Persuasion or intimidation here, Arnis? I mean, I'm going to keep attacking her if she says no. So... I guess it is intimidation. Okay. I, I couldn't, I can't reason myself into persuasion. Mm. I could see it going either way, but if you want it to be intimidation, intimidation is like, we just knocked your friend out. You want to stop now? Or persuasion is like, hey, cool. We, we can deescalate. We already got one guy down. Let's maybe not. But <clears throat> your character, your moment. 
Yeah, I don't know. That just doesn't like normally that that would be where Arnis is, but I don't feel like that's where he's at right now. Okay. Like Roll intimidation. <laughs> he's he's kind of he's kind of amped up over the whole girl situation in general. Mhm. I've had one roll above a 10. <laughs> this was not it, was it? No, this this wasn't it because I once again got a 13. God damn it. <laughs> Should have rolled persuasion. <laughs> I know. I think Hanslow responds. You can see your head peeking out from around the corner of the wagon up there, Arnis. And she says, loud enough for everybody to hear, just to be clear. Do you have any idea what's waiting for you in Earl? If you walk up with two guards, knocked out, and a jailbreak, we're nothing compared to what waits inside. And it's not so much boastful as it is just like, you know, this is this is a lost cause. People don't have to get hurt. <sighs> she wants to ask a question. What is, how does she say it, though? <laughs> what do you think you're going to do in the city with an entrance like that? Anyone can answer, but since it's Arnis's turn, let him go first. I mean, first off, I'm not taking any of you fools in there with me. You can stay out here. <laughs> I'm not carrying you over my shoulder to the gates. I mean, y'all got wagons. If you get this one unstuck, yeah. there's a third wagon. Right, but it doesn't behoove me to take them. <laughs> I'm better off, like, leaving them here and letting them fend for themselves. We're not that far. Finnegan's already formulating a plan in his head. Okay. So, okay, so, like, here's the actual answer. I'm not actually taking any of you with me. I'm going to leave the two of you here tied up, and I'm giving them your wagon. And they can go wherever the hell they want. <laughs> Who do you mean by them? Oh, the prisoners. Okay, okay. Just so we're all clear. And then what are you going to do when an hour or two later, this gets reported? I'm sorry, was this not a demonstration of, of what is going to happen? Yeah, but by then you're in the city. Are you going to do this to every single guard that you come across in the city? Why not? That's what she wants to know. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's the answer. <laughs> Were you just going to go in there and just start beating up guards? So anyway, <laughs> I started blasting. <laughs> you going to storm the greenhouse? What's the-, <laughs> What's the end game, bro? She just wants to know, like, like, she wants to, one, inform you you're bringing consequences upon you, and two, just like... Is that actually your plan? Do you want to go in there and start some shit? I mean, we do want to start some shit because it sounds like shit ain't good. (laughs) All right. Um, How about this instead, Miss Smarty Pants? Okay. Knock you out. Set those prisoners free. We put you in the back of the wagon and they can take you wherever the heck they want. Oi, let them dole out their own justice. She she steps out, hands up. <laughs> just to be like a hey, look, I'm not trying to fight anybody here. And she just asks out loud for everybody. Is that what you all want? You want to go in there? You want to head into Earl and just tear it down? Is that what I'm hearing? Every changeling in that city that looks like Earl Earl is a prisoner. So yeah. I want to tear it down. And she's going to look to Finnegan and look to Darwin just to make sure that 
this isn't one crazy bard out on a mission and then it's like a group effort yeah just looking around like hmm gesture group effort with the bard <laughs> i may have only joined this group but uh, upon hearing of the tyrannical nature of the earl of this city he must be put down okay if you'll allow me a moment of storytelling here then with her hand still up she says well then let us help you out and she changes back into her changeling form what the hell my name's better and they extend a hand out holy shit and I am uh, like, you better tie him up. They point to Spinks. I, sorry, I extend my hand and I go, <laughs> my name is Arnis Gray. Holy <laughs> crap, it's good to meet you. <laughs> and with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend. <laughs>